0: am i on i'm on <laughs> wow look at all the people welcome to worship shall we sing together wow, i think you got the words some glad morning when this life is over, i'll fly away to a home on god's
1: celestial shore I'll die hallelujah by and by I'll fly away give me oil in my lamp keep me burning 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 give me oil in my lamp I pray give me oil in my lamp keep me burning 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 keep me burning till the break of day sing hosanna sing King of kings, sing hosanna, sing hosanna, sing hosanna to the king. When the shadows of this life have gone on fly away. Like a bird from prison bars has flown To the king, just a few more weary days, and then I'll fly away to a land where joy shall never end. I'll fly away. unbroken, by and by, Lord, by and by, there's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away in the morning when I die, hallelujah, by and by.
2: Good morning everybody. It's so great to see each one of you and we want to extend a special welcome to our visitors today and if you are visiting we'd love to have you come see us again. Come worship with us. Uh, We currently are worshiping at nine o'clock on Sunday mornings and we do it inside or outside. If you want to come inside you need to call the church and make a seat reservation because we have limited seating if you want to sit outside just bring your lawn chair and we have speakers set up and so far it's been really nice outside carl has an announcement and then jesse will have an announcement
0: i just wanted to mention to y'all i've set up a little uh, little table uh, for the operation christmas child shoe boxes Um, i've got boxes there i've got pamphlets there that uh, you can pick up if you're going to pack a shoe box. If you don't know about Operation Christmas Child, I can't explain it to you right now here, but, but it says a lot about it on the pamphlets. Like I say, the boxes are there. There are even um, uh, labels that came with this year where if you want to, you can track where your box ends up, where your box wants to go. So after the service, if you would like to pack a box, come to the table, get boxes and pamphlets and stuff. The 15th, November 15th, we will be blessing the boxes here in the sanctuary.
3: I am here to make an announcement about our Halloween event, but the mom in me and the director in me wants to say that Operation Christmas Child is a wonderful way to get your child to think about somebody else who maybe is their same age, but living in a completely different situation from them and to teach Thanksgiving and to teach generosity. Um, So if you have kiddos, I really suggest looking into it. However, my actual announcement. (laughs) My actual announcement is about our uh, Ready, Set, Glow Halloween to Go event. Since we are in this uh, COVID-19 season and we cannot have large gatherings, it was not possible for us to do our trunk-or-treat that we've done the past two years. Simply just because of the crowd it drew, we had over 1,000 people attend last year and we could not have that happen this year. So we are packing glow-in-the-dark egg hunt sort of things for the kids, a kit with the candy, the eggs, the glow-in-the-dark items that go inside the eggs so each child can have a Halloween glow-in-the-dark hunt at home. With the idea that even in these dark times, even when things are all haywire and kids are going to school online and we're having birthday parades instead of birthday parties and things just aren't normal, we can still shine our light for the world to see and we can still be a positive influence to those that we do have contact with. If you would like your child to have a kit, it is open to our church family and uh, in our community, but we are not advertising it to our community simply because we had such a large trunk or treat last year. We don't want a thousand people coming all at one time to pick up kits again this year. That would defeat the purpose of not doing trunk or treat. So if you have um, somebody in your life that you would love to have a kit for, please email me at children at com to reserve your kit. It's one kit per child. They'll have everything they need for that one child to have a, a hunt. And it's open to our church family and anybody who knows our church family. So anybody here attending today, we're so happy you're here with us. We want you in, to be a part of this event if you want to be. If you would like to donate to the event, there is a Facebook event online for it that has our Amazon wish list on there. The church is providing Christian-related um activities and games and prizes in the bags. But of course, we want to have candy and glow-in-the-dark things and all of those fun stuff in there, too, for kiddos. So you're welcome to uh, donate either to the church office by an offering or purchase straight off of our Amazon list. The date to pick up your kit is October 25th from 10 to noon. You might want to know that. Thank you.
2: And speak of offering, if you'd like to leave an offering today, there's a box right here by this speaker as you leave. Of course, you know, that's kind of like paying to leave. So <laughs> what can I say? But let's begin our worship. Today's Old Testament scripture reading comes from Exodus 32, verses 1 through 14. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come, make gods for us who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Take off the gold rings that are on the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took the gold from them, formed it into a mold, and cast an image of a calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a festival to the Lord. They rose early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought sacrifices of well-being. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to revel. The Lord said to Moses, go down at once. Your people whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone, so that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them. And of you I will make a great nation." But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath, change your mind, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham and Isaac and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. The word of God. For the people of God. Let's join together in an attitude of prayer. Loving Father, we praise you for this beautiful day. We thank you for family and for friends, for life and all that you give us. The beauty around us reminds us of your goodness and grace. Thank you specifically for this opportunity to worship together as one body and for the opportunity to welcome the community to experience your love and grace. Oh, Father, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit to us so we may not only worship you, but also hear and practice your word and make your kingdom known to all. Teach us to be in this world as Jesus was. Let your light always shine in our words and deeds. These things we humbly ask in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen.
4: Before we start everything else this morning, or we've, I guess we've already started, we have some folks that a lot of you know, some of you don't, Tom and Jill Hample have been worshiping with us for a while now, and they have decided to join our congregation. Tom and Jill are transferring from Ebenezer United Methodist Church in Stanton, Stafford, Stafford, Stafford Virginia. They're already good Methodists, so all I have to ask them is, Jill and Tom, will you support Holotus Hills United Methodist Church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. All right. So, welcome. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, y'all welcome Tom and Jill after the service and always. Thank you. So the first thing, the first thing that I have for my rainbows and rattlesnakes this morning, as normal, it's happy to, I'm so happy to see all of you here on this beautiful morning, right? So, I mean, you couldn't get better weather for worship in the patch. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank the Lord for that. And I really am happy to see those of you that I haven't seen in a long time. I'm extremely happy to see you. It's good to see you, you know. Amen. I'll also, I'll also use this opportunity to say we do have visitors this morning, quite a few, and that's a good thing. If you don't have a faith family, I would invite you to check us out, not just this morning, but, you know, visit some other times and see if you would like to make Holotus Hills your, your faith family. And become a part of it. It's something we all need in our lives. We, uh, f- we weren't meant to be lone operators. We were meant to f- worship in community and to help each other out. That's part of it. So, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Merciful and loving God, we do thank you for this glorious day. This day full of light and life and love. Lord, we ask that you would remind us often that you're always with us. We but need to realize it and accept it. The evidence of your love and grace continually surrounds us. Guide us with your Holy Spirit that we might focus and concentrate on that goodness and life and not concentrate on those things around us that draw us away from you. Lord, we lift up those anywhere who need healing in their bodies, their minds, or their spirits. We lift up the leaders of this country and all the countries of the world that they would seek and do your will. Lord, we lift up those anywhere who have recently lost loved ones. We lift up those who are suffering from natural disasters, the hurricanes, fires, whatever they may be around the world. We lift up those who are in war-torn areas. We lift up those who are in areas of violence and despair. Lord, guide us with your Holy Spirit that we would seek and do your will and be the hands and feet and eyes and ears and words of your son in this world and now we pray as he taught us to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, it is great to be out here in the patch this morning. And again, it's so good to see all of you. And we are so blessed, I mean, with the weather, right? This is October. Things could be dicey, even in San Antonio in October. And they're not. They're beautiful. Uh, You know, almost too beautiful, right, by 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, (laughs) And I think some of you who have been working out here on the patch would testify to that as well, as well. But anyway, this is kind of like a party. It's kind of like a banquet. Have any of you ever been to a really blowout wedding. I'm not talking about just a wedding with a nice reception. I'm talking about a wedding with all the accoutrements, all the trimmings, a seven-course dinner, you know, not just a receiving table, a band that plays halfway into the morning, and everything else that goes with it. A real banquet, a real party. I hope all of you have gotten to experience something like that sometime in your life. But if you haven't, the good news is that's exactly what God has invited all of us to take part in. God has invited all of us to take part in a banquet that goes on and on, that's abundant in life and love and joy. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the 22nd chapter of the gospel according to Matthew. Consider the word of the Lord. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet. But they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves saying, Tell those who have been invited, look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, the wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore into the main streets, and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, friend, how did you get here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me gracious and loving God we thank you again for this beautiful morning we ask Lord that you would open our ears and our understanding that we might live in to your will that we might enjoy the banquet prepared for us and now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. Amen. So, there are a few things in this passage that might be construed as slightly negative, but uh, there are actually a couple of parables here. I want to concentrate on this morning, while we're here in the patch, on what I think... Is really important for each and every one of us and what I believe God's will is for each and every one of us I'll start out by looking at what 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 did it say Jesus did there it says he told another parable about what the kingdom of God could be compared to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. We can use the two terms interchangeably. He gave another parable about it. Don't forget, and if you're tempted to, I'll keep reminding you, Jesus came to preach about the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus did. One, of the, the first sermon of Jesus' that we see recorded in Matthew, of course, is the Sermon on the Mount there in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. And in Matthew chapter 5, 3, it starts out. A lot of you learned it in vacation Bible school when you were small. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right? That's how he starts it out. That's how he starts it out. He came to proclaim the kingdom of heaven. You see, Jesus came to tell us about reality, and reality in very simple, in just a few words, reality is God and God's kingdom. That's reality. That's what's going to be here from now on. Everything else is fleeting, it's passing, it's temporary, it's very, very temporary. But God and the kingdom of God are reality. And they're with us always and forever. But we need to realize it. You see, and Jesus did this. If you look at Jesus' ministry, he went around. He didn't, he, he, it's hard to find a place, if there are any, where Jesus really seems concerned about anything. He went about telling people about the kingdom of God and then living into it. If there was somebody that was sick, he healed them. If there was somebody that was hungry, he fed them. If there was somebody that was blind, he opened their eyes. He demonstrated that the kingdom of heaven was here right now among us or as it says in the parable that we just read about the banquet everything is ready it's already ready we're not waiting for anything to be ready the banquet is ready everything is ready we just have to accept it we just have to accept it so jesus proclaimed the kingdom of god And then he told us what, and what does it tell us in the banquet? Ask everybody, invite everyone to the banquet, invite everyone to the banquet. When Jesus left his disciples, as uh, again, a scripture that many of us are quite familiar with, Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said what? He said, make disciples of all nations, all nations, he didn't exclude anybody. He said, make disciples of all nations, everywhere. Go into the world and make disciples of all nations. And even when, speaking of the kingdom of God and what Jesus was preaching, even when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, we read in Acts chapter 1, we read there that Jesus did what? He went around 40 days He he was resurrected from the dead. Forty days later, he ascended into heaven. But during that 40 days, what does it tell us Jesus taught about? The kingdom of heaven. Jesus taught about the kingdom of heaven during those 40 days. And he told his disciples there again, invite everybody. Go out into all the world, into the uttermost parts of the world. Invite everybody in. But what happens? And what happens to us? Things get in the way, right? Things get in the way. You know, uh, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, and remember, not always the things that get in the way are really diabolical or evil. Many of the things that get in the way are things that we need to do. They're things that we need to do. But in Luke chapter 10, at the very end of Luke, at the very end of Luke chapter 10, it talks about Jesus going to the house of Martha and Mary, right? Or actually it says it's Martha's house. Of, And what does it say about Mary? I mean, uh, Martha, she was distracted by many things, right? It said Mary sat down at Jesus' feet and listened to him. And what did Jesus say to Martha? He said, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but there's only one thing you need to be concerned about. And Mary has chosen the better part. You see, in the parable, the people that didn't go to the wedding banquet, it it, it doesn't say they... uh, they got a fun fair and went to Las Vegas, right? It says, specifically, it says one of them said, I've got to go off and take care of my farm. Another one said, I've got to go off and take care of my business. Things that need to be done. Things that need to be done. But again, it's a matter of priorities. We can't allow the things around us, the distractions of the world to keep us from realizing the kingdom of God that's ever-present right here with us. And what about the cost of that? What is the cost of not noticing the kingdom of God? I don't want to go into it too much, but I tell you, there, it, 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 we see it around us today. There are people around us today who are literally ill. And I'm not talking about, you know, the duty bug. There are people who are literally ill because of fear. Because they're afraid of what might happen to them. Because they aren't realizing that the kingdom of God is present. That's the cost. That's the cost. When it talks about weeping and gnashing of teeth, it's talking about what you miss out on, what you miss out on. What did Jesus say? Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. But I've come that they might have life and that abundantly, abundantly. That's what God wants us all to have, an abundant life. But when we turn down the invitation, we turn down the abundant life. We turn down the abundant life that's all around us, which, again, Jesus demonstrated, right? He goes out on the side of a mountain, and they don't, they don't ha- they've got, what, a few loaves and a few fishes. And he feeds thousands of people. You don't see him uh, you know, wringing his hands and saying, you know, we're going to have to have a fundraiser to come up with enough money to feed all of these hungry people, right? He accepted the fact that God's abundance is all around us. We but need lay claim to it. That's all we have to do. We're God's children. Everything belongs to God. All of you who are parents, you know very well Everything you have belongs to your children, right? That's the way it works. Uh, that's 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 the way it works, and that's the way it works with God, right? And where is this kingdom of heaven? Jesus said what in Matthew four seventeen He said what? Repent, turn around, stop looking at the things that distract you. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand; it's right here. Right now, right this second, it's at hand. That's what at hand means, right here. And Jesus said it was right here, right now. We all need to realize that. We need to realize that. See, again, that's what Martha didn't realize and Mary did at that particular time. And all of us have experienced it. The thing, the, the growth agenda that we all have is to be able to experience it all the time. All the time, right here, right now. And not be distracted with the other things. So here's your assignment. This is the task for the week. You know, you got to have, if we, if we don't put our, our words and our thoughts and God's word into action. What good is it? And it's easy. It's easy this morning because m- most of you have most of you have there a uh, a lyric sheet, right? You have a lyric sheet in your hand, maybe, or maybe you're sharing one. But this is worship in the patch. Okay. So here you go. Here's a mnemonic for you to remember your homework this week. If you don't want to write it down, okay. The first letter is P, right? Patch. Okay. What I want you to do is I want you to pray. Okay? And I don't want you to necessarily maybe some of you are doing this. And maybe some of you aren't. But if you aren't, I implore you to do it. Pray for your enemies. Don't pray for your. I mean, you can continue to pray for your friends and family. I don't want to ever say don't pray for anybody, but, but I want you specifically this week to pray for your enemies. Look at what's going on in the world around us, right? There's nothing in the world that can't be solved by each and every one of us sincerely caring about each and every one of everybody else, period. In the kingdom of heaven, there are no enemies, I think that's one thing Jesus was trying to get across to us when he said, pray for your enemies. Then I want you to take action. The next letter in, in patch there is A, right? I want you to take action. And here's the action I specifically want you to do. I don't have any specific action that I want anybody to do except I want you to do something for somebody else and don't tell anybody about it. And I don't care what it is. Do something good for somebody else and don't tell anybody else that you did it. Okay? That's the second thing I want you to do. Because, see, that's the way God is. That's the way God's grace is. God doesn't say, uh, ain't I great because I did this for all these people. God just does it out of grace and generosity. And if we're going to be like Jesus in this world, then we have to learn how to do that, too. And the way we learn to do things is by doing them, right? And then the third letter is T. I'm going to stop at three because, you know, we could go on, but... uh, I also understand attention spans and everything else and and overwhelming us and all. Be thankful. The T is always for thankful, and it tells us that it's God's will for us to be thankful. Again, over and over again, you hear people say, well, I wonder what God's will is. It's not complicated. Be thankful. That's what you're supposed to do. Be thankful this week for the things you have don't consider the things that you want or you don't have but be thankful for what you have see here's the deal Jesus loves each and every one of us so much that he will meet us exactly where we are but it's better than that it's better than that Jesus loves us so much that even though he'll meet us wherever we are He refuses to leave us there. He takes us to a better place. To a place where there is abundant life. To a place where the kingdom of heaven is realized all the time. Here and now. So you've been invited to the banquet. Are you going to come? Go in peace. And go with the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen.